0: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Mario. Uh, it's like I don't even know you anymore,
1: man. I tried. It. How many times did I try? Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, you tried to get in touch with me. It's no, definitely like a private call. We, we can only talk on, on space.
1: And your answer is I'm skiing. Like That explains why you can't take well, a call, skiing. I'm skiing. I,
0: I, I did ski. It's hard to take calls while you're skiing. I don't know if you know that, but it's, it's pretty. Where funny. were you skiing? But uh, yeah, I was pretty pissed that last week we were off, to be honest. I'm not blaming anyone. I know that, like we just, there's no guess, and Rand wasn't around. But man, I thought we were taking a week off, It ended up being like two and a half weeks. I'm ready.
1: Yeah, I would prefer a third week, but uh, me and you are different people by the looks of it.
0: Yeah, well, Rand, to, Rand's taking his third week. Rand, so. oh,
1: he's not going to be here this week.
0: No, I think you took a full three week break <laughs> from everything, actually. Yeah, yeah which I am very impressed. Knowing him, it must be driving him absolutely insane.
1: He's got a lot to recover from. Look at the markets, holy shit, Bitcoin's up uh, to 45.6.7 almost, it's up 5.4%, Ethereum's up
0: 2.5%. It was, it's kind of dropping right now, actually, it's below 45, I think it was uh
1: 44.981, at least on CoinMarketCap.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like 45.9 a couple hours, two hours ago, now it's uh 45. But what, what, so what, what, what do
1: you think is leading this, is the ETF rumors for today? Because you tweeted it. Yeah. I, I,
0: yeah. I mean, I think it's ET- there, there's an ETF rumor. So to be clear, the, the rumor was that the SEC could potentially tell some of the issuers that they got approval this week. That doesn't mean we would get a public announcement of approvals, right? So it could be the SEC just quietly not announcing it yet, but telling them, hey, get ready to launch next week. But yeah, I think consensus is that we're going to get some news uh, this week, maybe as soon even as today. Uh, that could happen. And I do think that's what's driving it, but it's, it's pretty interesting that right now, at least according to, uh, Matrix port, there was an article saying that right now annualized perpetual, uh, futures. So, you know, obviously, uh, the way that most people are trading, uh, derivatives of, of, Bitcoin is annualized at 66%, basically, interest to be to be long right now. It's about as much as it's ever been. Like Funding rates are extremely, extremely aggressive. It's very expensive right now to be long. So I don't know if that's what's happening now. I'm not even digging into the data. But like, there, even if we're going to continue up, I'm pretty sure. But even if we do, I think we're going to see some pretty sizable washouts of all these longs. I mean, it's historic levels of uh, funding rates for people to be long right now.
1: Yeah, do you know what the source of the rumors uh was for the was, was it your tweet? What was the source for the rumors regarding sauces. the TV? it was sauces,
0: not sources. Um I, I think it was from Reuters. Um and I can bring it up. I it was a I I know I had originally seen that I think Wu Blockchain but then I I dug into it and it was via Reuters. So it was a number of sources insiders saying that uh based on conversations that they had had that they thought that the SEC was going to start to signal potentially today. Now, I know that some of the uh, question periods for some of them or the uh, comment periods, excuse me, don't end until January 5th. So that's Friday. So there's also, you know, some speculating that the SEC won't do anything until everybody's had their comment period closed if they're trying to get, you know, all 14 or 12 of the 14, whatever it is, approved initially. But I I mean, all that is sort of like forest, you you know, forest to the trees, uh, the details, I think that it's pretty clear that with all of the progress being made here, I mean, we have basically at this point, I think we'll get into it with the, with the, the panel, but we have, you know, Galaxy and Vesco saying that they're going to waive fees for the first six months. And we have uh, a number of the issuers already saying what their fees will be. We have the uh, APs, Authorized Participants, I believe it stands for already being named, ironically, JP Morgan for most of them, even though Jamie Dimon apparently hates us. JP Morgan loves fees. Um, This is really happening, right? I mean, the SEC has been expending significant resources and money and time uh, to go through this process with each and every one of these issuers, multiple meetings. I I don't think they're doing that to gaslight us personally, Uh, although I would never uh, put it past Gary Gensler to have that small percent chance that he goes Scorched earth and fuck all. We
1: should get the, who are the ETF experts that we always get? It's James and, and.
0: Uh, get, James and Eric. Get yeah, them. we're, we're, we're going to have them this week for sure. I had uh, Eric last week on uh, YouTube. It was great. I mean, they're, they're feeling really sure based on all those things that I, I just said. I mean, that was kind of a summary of his thoughts to some degree. Yeah, I'll
1: just told the team now to try to get him on. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at the Reuters article. Recent Reuters report said that sources who spoke on the background of ETFs said the SEC may notify issuers as soon as Tuesday or tomorrow, Wednesday. It's likely that the SEC informs the issuers that they have been cleared to launch the following year. Okay. So not only is there rumors that the the decision will come in today or tomorrow, uh, but that the decision is uh, that they'll be approved today or tomorrow. And then Eleanor replied to you. Eleanor couldn't join us today. But she replied to you. Let me see where her reply is. I got it open. There she is. While the SEC is surely unpredictable, it would surprise me if approvals were to happen tomorrow. From what I understand, though, we uh, understand through conversations I've had with issuers, the SEC still has to review all the changes made to the S ones filed on Thursday, Friday, and make comments on them. If the SEC follows a similar approval timeline to the ETH futures in October, the agency will, after this round of reviews, communicate to the issuers a date they want the final S one to be filed. And make them effective in the subsequent 24 to 48 hours the sec staff has been off since friday so a tuesday or even a wednesday approval seems tight but we shall see have you spoken to eleanor about her comments have you
0: yeah i haven't uh, i think she was busy and, and and i'm hearing that from quite a few people so you know you have on the one hand sources saying tuesday wednesday like i said this is like detail right does it matter if it's thursday or friday Uh, Or or Monday, I think that the consensus is now arguing over when it's going to happen and not if it's going to happen. And I think that that's that's pretty important. By the way, I'm digging in just a a little bit. I always find this astounding. I'm looking at CoinGlass right now for their liquidation data and uh, open interest and, and funding rates, obviously. The, the liquidations, interestingly, even on and Dave Weisberger pointed this out this morning. But even on this major push up, it's been largely spot driven. So there has been very few liquidations, even with this move above forty five thousand, up seven or eight percent, just uh, on January first and January second. Really significant to see that and not have major liquidations of shorts. But that's because I said, like I said, it seemed, seemingly everyone's long. Um, and even just in looking in the last four hours, there's been nominal 50 million in liquidations, but it's 90% long. So if you want to know how degenerate people in crypto are, is that price touched, you know, 45.9. It's currently at 45.1 and you've seen $50 million basically in people getting long and somehow losing all their money. When Bitcoin's gone up from you know 40 whatever to 40 almost 46 in two days. Um,
1: quick, it's just, just like, on yeah. the other timing of it, you said the timing doesn't matter much. Uh, there's one one point to, to point out is that people are talking, that's why we put in the title sell time is that people think we'll, we'll sell the news of the ETF approval because it's been beyond priced in. Maybe we're good to get the uh the thoughts of the panel on this, but that's one point on why it matters on when the ETF will be approved. Um, but the Sure. Be good to get the thoughts of the panel. We've got we've got Sammy Preston, Andrew Simon, Toby Rio. I think it's the first time you're on the space uh, Rio. Good to have you, man. Oh hey,
2: what's up, guys? Good to be here. I appreciate the invite.
1: Not at all. Um, so Sam, maybe you can kick it off. Uh, your thoughts on the on the markets today in the last uh, week, week and a half, um, and the whole ETF discussion and rumors.
3: Yeah, thanks. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Um. Yeah, I think this is a lot of speculation around the ETF launching. I think it definitely could be a sell the news event, at least initially, because these things won't start trading for, you know, a month, like a month or a month or two afterwards. And maybe the market is kind of getting over its skis a little bit. But I think they're maybe underestimating the long-term impacts of the ETF. I do think it's an extremely important event, a landmark event for the for Bitcoin. And I've been, it's just been very interesting to see the competition play out between these ETF issuers. I mean, we we now know some details around the fees. The Valkyrie, uh, their annual sponsor fee is going to be eighty bips. Ark Invest eighty bips. Invesco Galaxy fifty nine bips. Fidelity thirty nine bips. And uh, you know, Scott mentioned the Investco Galaxy kind of waiving the first six months of the fee, and so they're going to start competing heavily. And you're starting to see like the marketing campaigns start to come out. And um, as that continues, I think what you'll see is really interesting things, especially if the regulators start to allow like in-kind redemptions. You might see these ETFs competing for things like maybe they'll allow physical delivery of the underlying Bitcoin one day, and maybe they'll charge a little bit of a higher fee, but maybe that'll entice some investors to choose between these ETFs. Um, I think the fees also kind of highlight maybe why Spot Bitcoin is uh, Superior in some ways because obviously it doesn't have fees. There's no counterparty risk there. But I think these ETFs are a big deal. And I think they're really a big deal because of these large institutions like broker dealers, banks, and RIAs who are restricted from owning spot Bitcoin Uh, because of investment mandates. They can now come in and get exposure to Bitcoin. And there's been a lot of models from people like Galaxy and uh, James Butterfield over at CoinShares, kind of estimating the potential inflows. I know James, I really liked his model. He estimates that there could be about you know inflows that could result in Bitcoin's price being about one hundred forty-one thousand after the first year uh just by looking at some of these rias broker dealers and banks if they allocated a very small percentage of their assets under management um on to this uh, spot bitcoin etf so i think it's a big deal i think the market might be getting it over its keys a little bit um and there might be a little bit of a short-term sell-off initially but i think You know, looking out six months, 12 months, this is a big deal. And I think the price is going to reflect that. Toby?
4: Anyone who sells crypto at any point in the next 12 months is insane. Crypto has been, I've been in crypto since I think 2013, 2014, if I'm being a little less conservative, but 2013 is when I started to look at it. One of the uh, things, before I came into crypto as a securitization lawyer, right? Now, securitization was the process of taking assets that were not traditionally very liquid, chiefly bricks and mortar housing, and turning them into tradable securities, which had access to the global capital markets. What the ETFs represent is the first time in history ever, right? Now might be, in my opinion, the best time to start a crypto business period ever in the entire history of the industry. What we are looking at is a fire hose that's connected liquidity. From the mainstream financial world where crypto is still comparatively speaking, a, a rounding error, right? They do single deals. Um, single deals in, in TradFi are 10, 20, 30 billion dollars or more, right? In crypto, 10, 20, 30 billion dollars. If you poured that into a single cryptocurrency, you would send it to the moon immediately because liquidity is so is so terrible and trading volumes are so thin. So this is a structural, a long-term structural change to the crypto business. I think we're looking at anywhere from 10 to 100 X across the entire industry over the next 24 months. Um, and really the only thing, you know, you can try to trade it, I guess, if that's your thing, if you're good at it. Um, but for everybody else, I'd just say stack and hold. I think this is a, a very major, long term, permanent, irreversible structural change. Did you say 100
2: X as in Bitcoin 100 X over the next 24 months?
4: Um, Conceivable, I don't know. A, there are going to be lots of, there are going to be a lot of hundred X's that happened within I mean, Bitcoin's what? 800 billions? So that'd be what? Sure. 80 trillion? Maybe, maybe not 80 trillion, but I think you're going to see a lot of little hundred X's oh, uh, everywhere. Big, yeah. Like, Bitcoin like, 10X. Like monkey
2: hat, like shit coins. Sure. But like that's, that, that, that was a hundred X. Like, it bit, shook me a bit. I would love it, but it just gave me a, a thing.
4: Well, Bitcoin, Bitcoin 10X thing I think is, is certainly within the realm of possibility.
0: Okay. Um, totally in the realm of possibility, man, that'd be a different world. Yeah. I mean, I've heard people say, I know, I know we had this sort of opinion from, from Rand for quite a while, which he revised that he didn't think we'd ever see an off coin season, like the ones of the past. And this is not offering an opinion on whether it's good, bad, the casino is always open in my opinion. And I really believe that if uh, TradFi gets deeply involved because of the ETF, then for better or for worse, we will absolutely see those hundred X massive moves when people get bored, quote unquote, with Bitcoin and the liquidity finds altcoins. They haven't even heard of it yet. And Simon, you and I talked about this, I think on, uh, was it uh, with Coin Bureau recently? That uh, once those TradFi dgens who are bigger and trade with more size than any crypto guys do find out about this, that it's probably, uh, like I said, again, for better or for worse, we're going to see massive
5: moves in the altcoin market. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We were talking about, and Happy New Year, everybody. Um, Welcome to 2024. It was you. First. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, if it was your first four-year cycle holiday period uh, before the halving, uh, then welcome, and I hope you're with us next cycle and you hold all the way through. Um, But I do believe that there are a bunch of people, I don't do it, that have been involved for too long to bother doing it, because um, there's too much returns to be made from investing over trading. Um, but if you are, I'd expect, similar to what Sam was saying, that uh, I think I think you got to think of who are the people that are going to be buying. So if you're in TradFi, you knew these ETFs were coming or you were speaking with all the people applying. Um, so you would have definitely tried to position yourself ahead of it as an individual. Maybe you couldn't within your fund because you didn't have the mandate to be able to do it. I think all the Bitcoin people were um, already in. And as we had the altcoin crash, a bunch of people would have repositioned themselves from crypto into Bitcoin. And then once it started pumping again, maybe people started um, moving more over. Definitely, I think people are in the, oh, let me try and get a bunch more Bitcoin by owning some kind of, getting ahead of some kind of shitcoin or something at the moment. So I think a lot of people are in that mode. I mean, do, uh, do you not think that people,
2: at least people that are still trying to, that don't have volume, like, it doesn't make much sense to me to dump all your money in Bitcoin when I, I, I think things like Ethereum are obviously going to have more more upside, whether you believe in the, the ethos of it or not. Like, it's kind of tough for me to, like, tell people that don't have volume to just dump it in Bitcoin when it seems logical that that ETH is going to do quite
5: quite a bit more, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to create taxable events and try and beat the market and risk losing all your Bitcoin, then then many people will try to do that.
2: Well, I mean, th- well, you, you um, still have the same laws around, unless you're holding Bitcoin forever and ever and ever. But like, I mean, I guess if you're never going to cash it out,
6: sure. Yeah, the, the, this is an interesting point, but you got to think about the noise that's going to be created around Bitcoin over the next three, six and nine months. And what I mean by noise is, yes, you have the having, but nobody outside of crypto and Bitcoin have any idea what having even means. But what they do understand is a BlackRock commercial, is an Invesco commercial, is a, you know, Bitwise commercial. They understand those things. And so all those. Yeah, they, they understood FTX commercials too. Uh, yeah, exactly right. And what happened during those commercials? The interest in crypto was at all time highs. And where did prices go during those commercials? They went to all time highs. That's my point about Bitcoin here is that, you know, is it a sell time right now? No, it's not going to be a sell time for the next six, nine, twelve months, because the noise around Bitcoin, the noise around ETFs on the CNBCs and the Fox businesses of the world on commercials, on sporting events and commercials in other spots. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be in the faces of retail consumers in a way that it's never been. Um, that's, indi- and Andrew, that's indisputable, quick. honestly. Eat yeah, that quickly to your point. consumers yeah. are going
2: to be buying Bitcoin though, because I'm-, I'm Yes, just, I do. Yeah, I, I Wait, absolutely I, do. A lot, yeah. a lot of retail consumers are pretty low IQ and I think they're going to be buying a uh, monkey haircut
0: Coin on so yeah, like <laughs> I to Rio, I don't think you're wrong, but to his to, to Andrew's point, I don't know if you guys have seen, I, I just actually watched them uh earlier this morning. But there's a Bitwise commercial already for uh, the, it's the most interesting man in the world, right. and he says he mentions Satoshi. Uh, obviously, guys, right now they don't have tickers and there's laws around the way they can market these financial products, but these 14 companies are all trying to get ahead and be the first to market. So we have Bitwise, Van and hashtags. And all three of the commercials are simply for Bitcoin. They're literally just Bitcoin commercials, not Bitcoin ETF commercials, not uh, barely even for the company. But that's what we are going to see because that's what they can very easily legally do right now is literally just commercials for Bitcoin. We've never seen anything like
6: that before. And and that won't slow down. It will evolve over the next three months, and then it will evolve again over the next six months, and then it will evolve again through nine months because of the competition between all 14 of those for assets under management, right? It it will evolve and evolve and evolve. It It will find itself into different corners of society, and people will be like, I don't necessarily understand it, but I want access to it, look at the performance of it, I want to put some money into a Bitcoin ETF, and what happens every single time money gets deposited um, into a Bitcoin ETF? They got to go out and get spot Bitcoin. This isn't rocket science. Yeah, but it's not Andrew, rocket I mean, science, guys. No, no. Yeah, see, but, no I mean, no, traditionally,
2: no, traditionally, though, we haven't seen that, right? Like we we see these this ETF like <clears throat> circle jerk almost every every cycle. Like oh, it's gonna happen. But either way, like people end up just putting their money in dumb shit. You know what I mean? And like it just I, I, I don't see that changing, especially. with are we're, we're not talking
6: at, about, the, we're not yeah, talking yeah. about just dumb, degenerate, you know, crypto folks but like they're right? coming we're for funny. talking now, yeah, not, look not look for like the talking about 62 year old folks that are like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to add this to my IRA because my financial advisor thinks it's a good idea to allocate two percent of my <laughs> portfolio to Bitcoin. Think, yeah, the conversation
7: you back, hold on. Hold on let me talk jeez so like you have uh, i I don't hear any cypherpunk talking you know what i mean like this is all boring crap you know i can i can help you with that hold on hold on do you understand why this is happening right now it's because there's cbdc's that are going to be coming out so what are they going to do blackrock's going to come in all you know valkyrie all these other guys are going to come in yes it's going to be really good for the price but it's going to make bitcoin crypto so boring it's going to be so regulated that the the, the barrier of entry is going to be so much higher. Nobody, most people have not done a transaction on Bitcoin. When I show people like a decade ago when I was trading Bitcoin, when I was sending Bitcoin for my friends, they were super excited. This is going to make things really boring. So yes, not to crash your party on the price. Yeah, it's going to do 10x. We're going to be super filthy rich or whatever. But still, it's like boring, guys. Like the fun part is the decentralized part, the permissionless side? That's the whole point. Let oh, I ask you a question. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but you, you said that the barrier to entry
0: would become higher. I assume you're saying to actual spot Bitcoin because of the confusion of what buying an ETF is. Because I would say for exposure to Bitcoin, this obviously makes the barrier to entry the much easier, right? Well,
7: there nobody. Well, okay, this is a spot e- Bitcoin ETF. They're not going to be able to hold. Their private keys, so nobody gets to understand. Correct, what but if you I'm want. saying, hey, do you know what uh, I mean? Like, like, like the fun part of big yeah, that, that's,
0: the that's the nuance. Part. That's the nuance I was trying to get at because I think the public perception is that an ETF makes it obviously much easier for your average person to gain access uh, but, to the asset exactly. class. But for the people who really understand, they know that that's not actually getting. Big.
7: But but does it make it easier for them? So, because I mean, we've already seen Binance.us. dot us. That was the first nail, and then we're gonna we're gonna have what what other barriers are they gonna make us have? You yes, know
0: I mean? it's definitely much easier to buy. Yes, you're the average person knows how to use, or the average person who is exposed to stocks knows how to use E Trade or Schwab or Fidelity to simply buy something. So being able to buy it like they're buying equity, yes, I think makes it much quote unquote easier if you believe that that's.
7: Viable but, but access then, to the but then but then is it going to be permissionless? Say, for instance, you want to send no, family, of course North not. That's my point. That,
0: that yeah, but that right. We know that that only matters to you know a very small percentage, uh, which not
1: is not a good thing. let me up. let us go to Sam and, and Sam, will go to you as well. Sam, you mentioned something earlier. I'll let you comment on whatever you want to comment on. But you mentioned something earlier, just waiting for the right time to ask you. You said that you think that the ETFs already been priced in. But we had a speaker before the holidays say that that's it's been priced in within the crypto community but when you speak, speak to people outside of crypto in the transfer world
6: they still don't even
1: talk about the, the the etf i think they won't talk about it until it's actually approved so there's that niche community that crypto community that knows or pretty confident that we're going to get the <laughs> ETF. can you hear me sound
0: like a, mario you sound like robocop yeah i
3: think i i think i caught so, everything yeah, you though. got the question sam i took off my Yeah, I got the question. Yeah. But I think that's right. I think that's kind of what I meant, actually. You know, it might be pricing within the crypto industry. I just think it might take time, you know, for this ETF. it's it's People are talking about retail investors, but really, we're talking about the big money, which is the institutional investor. And if they have regulatory requirements that prevent them from directly investing in Bitcoin, then the ETF is going to be attracted to them. Now, these RIAs, these broker dealers, these banks, um, and these other institutional investors, you know, big ships take a long time to turn and pivot. And they're gonna get educated by all these big firms, the BlackRocks, the Investos, the Bitwises, on what Bitcoin is. And it's probably just gonna take time for them to understand to actually pull a trigger. Um, and so it just could take a little bit longer than maybe what the crypto community wants to, you know, see happen. They want to see this thing just blow up immediately. You know, they're not very patient, <laughs> I would say. And so I think it's just going to take time. And I wanted to comment a little bit about what Toby was saying, because I think he's right. But I think as long as people have access to spot Bitcoin and they can take self-custody and that's preserved, I think that's, that's a great thing and that this is going to help just increase the price. And you have to understand that, you know, even in America, 6.5% of the population is on banks still and only 61% own stocks. And that's just in America. Really, billions of people don't have access to U.S. financial markets, and they won't have access to a Bitcoin ETF, but they will have access to Bitcoin, and they use it for different reasons globally. And so that's where the permissionlessness kind of comes in. But they
7: have permission right now; they have permission to go ahead and buy Bitcoin right now. Why do they need a spot Bitcoin ETF?
5: Well, these large because institutional it's, investors because of
3: the rails. Hold
4: on, hold
7: on. This, I'm talking about regular people.
5: May, may <laughs> so I? May that I, Hey Top. look um everyone's actually right on this panel um there's going to be four different pockets of money and everyone can use bitcoin for what they want so rio rio you know um he talked about there's a, are we suddenly going to remove the psychology of people thinking they miss the boat on bitcoin and they want to get a 10 100x on an altcoin no that still exists and while the market's pumping it's going to come back harder there'll be people like me that will that will see bitcoin as a hedge against CBDCs, censorship-resistant freedom, inflation, and we'll buy it every single month. Those will continue. There's going to be a new pocket of money, which is all the institutions that can put it in a way that uh, fulfills their mandate to bring in the largest pools of money. And there's going to also be the DGENs within TradFi who've got hedge funds who are going to manipulate prices, wait for the next product ETF, and then also start being introduced to going down further down... um, Owning it on their own and doing the DG. These are all players in the market. All we're asking is which is the largest pool of money? Who cares? Um, we can debate around who's going to be the most. I'd rather it be my pool of money where people are using it as a hedge against inflation and CBDCs and what Toby's talking about. But the, the, the reality is that this is a this is a market and all these players are now in it, and it's just new money and new ways and new participants in it
6: the bitcoin etf story is both a depth and breadth story it's not just a singular story it's a breadth of the story going out to significantly more folks and giving access to significantly more folks and then the depth is liquidity pools that are much 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 larger than they have been for the last five years that, that, that that's a story for if the, the the subject line here for this space is sell time right it's not sell time when depth and breadth are both being enlarged uh, that's it'd be hard to unconvince me of that
0: well you guys will be unhappy to know that just now on uh cnbc i get the quote now i can't close this thing but jim kramer just basically came out and said that bitcoin was unstoppable
6: Oh my god. Going oh that's it strange. is time. So I think, just like I think it's turn. basically over. <laughs> Dave?
0: Yeah, so I think we're actually toast guys. <laughs> I'm like so seriously
8: barrious
5: short term. Go ahead, Dave.
8: Yeah, I mean I, I think that, that you know, just reacting to what Toby was saying, I mean, it it, it disturbs me be, when we talk about, you know, the, the bifurcated kind of notion that that all of a sudden because institutions are coming in, that's a bad thing. At the end of the day, Bitcoin To reach critical mass, if you want to get to hyper-Bitcoinization or a Bitcoin standard, you need everybody. It needs to be a big tent. It's basically what Saylor has been saying all along. To get to critical mass, you need to get into people's consciousness. And the first way to do that, and the only way to do that, is to make it an investable option to people who are never going to look at a ledger, are never going to want a self-custody. They're comfortable with having whoever they have of their money, whether it's an RIA, whether they self-direct their own trading account, whatever, they want somebody else to handle their money. These are people who will always put money in banks and think of putting money in a mattress as rather stupid. And so they're wrong. I mean, we all understand that, but it doesn't matter because you want to get most of the world's population in. the Tying the CBDC to that, first of all, It's very different. The CBDC is still fiat, no matter how you want to slice it. So it's still an investment. And all I'll say is that the Bitcoin, this whole cash creation stuff, is about form, not substance. I.e., if any of these issuers don't have full Bitcoin backing for their ETF, they're literally committing fraud, which you know, even this SEC would probably prosecute. So I don't think that it's a real paper Bitcoin. Now, the futures are paper Bitcoin. And that's something that definitely requires looking at. But just this higher- the
7: There's what? been $3.8 billion of fraud over the banks, and banks get a slap on the wrist. So what's going to stop
8: fraud from stopping now? It's Nothing's going to stop that. But, 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 Toby, they could do that today with the futures markets. In fact, JP Morgan has paid- Billions in fines for manipulating gold. And gold, the difference is, is the futures markets are dramatically larger than the spot market. But the the Bitcoin spot plus derivative markets dwarf the futures market. Oh, exactly.
5: But Toby, what's what's your your proposal? Is it to remove free markets and ban the ETF and make everyone use Bitcoin in a private key? Or just mm -hmm. open the free markets, let financial products prevail? Recognizes manipulation and fraud everywhere and people go people do what they want to do.
7: Absolutely not I think there's going to be two sides. There's going to be a, a bifurcation There's going to be half half the people are going to go towards a centralized entity And then half these people like me and other people that have been in this space for a very long time that understand Bitcoin Are going to go the opposite way and there's just going to be a split so, I don't think nothing's going to make it illegal. It's look, at, pass. look at
5: gold. Look at gold, Toby. Look what at it? the size of gold paper versus gold held in custody. Central banks are the ones that understand the risk of fiat currency. So, they hold it in custody. But the average person, unfortunately, and, and Toby, I think it's up to people like us to educate people in the difference. But the vast majority of money is just lazy.
7: I mean, I, I educate people by paying in Bitcoin and then sending Bitcoin to people to showing people how it works and how exciting it is that
8: they don't need to go through any centralized entity for it. It's really cool. Right. I mean, you're right, Toby. And Simon, I 100 percent agree with you, at least on this topic. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the real fight, the one that we should care about, are the bills that are coming out of the in, in the Senate to try to. And the idea of trying to ban self-custody, that is the that's the hill we
7: need No, from, that, can't, that can't that can't. No disrespect that that can't happen because there can be bills that can go forward. But as far as enforcing those laws, good luck.
8: No, it's hard. And, and look, I, I own. Impossible. I, in 1933, uh, a lot of people, believe me, I own plenty of 1933 gold that, that le- th- theoretically should never exist. Right. So, yeah, you're right. But still, the ability to get the average person to use self custody, if it's illegal, it will still stay in a niche. Ro- uh, sure, but wait till
7: CBDs come out where their the CBDCs come out when it is illegal to send money to your friends overseas. Trust me, they're going to want to send it really Ro- fast. Oh,
1: no. I, I, go ahead, Dave. I want to get... Me, after just, you, after oh, you, Dave, want to get Ron jumping as well. Go
8: ahead, Dave. Yeah, I just wanted one point, which is just this is... And in fact, I think if, Ron, it's, if it's the same Ron, I think it, it is, is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll let Ron talk because I think he's going to say the same thing.
1: Ron, go ahead.
9: I mentioned uh, legislation. I thought I'd, I'd jump in here. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, legislative outlook-wise, I, I guess we'll focus here on self-custody and um, the CBDCs. I, th- I think right now, especially on the CBDC front, the path forward for any bill or even like regulatory action to move that forward is going to be slim to none. I mean, I put that like at less than 1%, even less than that probably. So, um, it, there's enough bipartisan pushback in Congress. We've had uh, Powell and Yellen and several other high power profile uh, uh, regulatory officials go on the record saying that they actually don't support a uh, CBDC or at least developing one without congressional approval. So that's one thing to keep monitoring. So I don't think, you know, on the doomsday side, at least for the United States, I don't see that becoming an immediate threat anytime soon. Um, Additionally, when it comes to the self-custody, that is something we were very concerned about. Uh, it's been mm-hmm. bubbling for a while. Um, but the Warren bill is uh, that's getting a lot of uh, attention on Twitter. That's not as much of, we think, a threat, at least, let I me mean, moving in through Congress. Uh, Warren hasn't passed <laughs> many at all bills. Uh, she doesn't hold really as much power as the others. Uh, she does hold power in other ways. But when it comes to at least moving a bill like that, I think it's more of a red herring. I think a lot of folks just want to talk about it to Doug Elizabeth Warren. Um, but there's other bills out there um, that are very concerning, and I think the one dynamic, especially recently in the news, is North Korea. Uh, that is something that we've been hearing multiple times. I know there's been a lot of focus on Hamas in the media, but North Korea has been, has been making a lot of threats recently uh, in, uh, about annihilating the United States, annihilating South Korea, re-launching uh, some tests. And we've heard from officials both in D.C. as well as uh, folks in Congress Who have been saying we have intelligence briefings, uh, and a lot of our concern is North Korea. And we talk to a lot of these offices who are involved in legislation on self custody and uh, trying to clamp down. It very similar to the Warren Bill. They say North Korea. They don't mention Hamas. Uh, So I would keep that, especially for twenty twenty four. If North Korea makes uh, uh, any kind of an aggressive move of any kind, we're going to have a lot of pressure on self custody.
7: Hey Ron, really quickly, like you said, you don't see a CBDC in the future, like like in the short term future. I I agree with that, but you don't want to be caught with being the boiling frog, you know what I mean? So this is how governments work. They slowly do things. They don't just all of a sudden do things other than the scandemic that we had. They slowly do things usually. And this is how they get the board pretty much the masses for this.
9: 100, real, but I don't think we're going to have any at least developments uh, like for something concrete anytime soon. Um, and I think it's it's at least at this stage, there's no where there's going to be a blind side or anything like that compared to like other things like sneaking things uh, into large bills that we've seen before for like tax reporting and stuff that have affected
1: crypto. Uh, it, it's, well, what, what about what, what about when it comes to Europe, Ron? In terms of uh, the European CBDC before before the US? Um, I am not a, a
9: European exp- regulatory expert, so if anyone else is, uh, I'll defer to them. But uh, largely, at least from the high-level conversations, I haven't heard too much on the European side.
5: CBDCs are coming everywhere. It's inevitable, predictable, guaranteed. You can fight it as much as you want. It's coming to America. It's coming to Europe. It's coming to. China, it's already in China. It's everywhere. Um, you just need to learn how to fight it in terms of your own sovereignty, your company's sovereignty. Your country sovereignty, but it's coming. Don't. What do you, what do you mean everywhere. by fighting? How, how do you fight it? What do you, what yeah,
1: do you, but before, before, like I'm looking just quickly before you talk about fighting it. Uh, Norway's fifth round of CBDC trials focuses on wholesale aspects. That was two days ago, you got another another country. He doesn't say the country. Oh, the IMF put out a piece a month ago. CBDC development enters the next phase. So yeah, we haven't been keeping up with it. Hasn't been the talk of town. It's not as exciting as the ETF. But yeah, as you said, Simon, it's it's progressing everywhere yeah, by, slowly but, but surely. sorry by
5: by fighting it i just mean owning bitcoin
1: there's hsbc to advance oh, okay. digital currencies tbdc like, pilot. yeah let go me is,
5: yeah yeah we rio go ahead and then we'll
1: go to sam and i've got a few questions for you sam yeah i just wanted to make one point like i, I mean I, i've been around
2: since 2016 i guess um and every cycle i like, kind of notice the same thing is like we talk about institutional investors coming in and like you know people making this a part of their retirement, but what I keep seeing every single cycle is is younger and younger crowds coming in and just making the market just you know, just more stupid. And I'm wondering if this cycle is, is gonna be different than that because I, from what I've seen over the last couple of months, it it's it's not. It's not gonna be any different. Um I, I, I'm just wondering why we think this time it's gonna be all about Bitcoin when it just like hasn't been the case the last three
5: cycles. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're actually saying that. I think we're still going to have the shitcoin cycle. We're still going to have the Bitcoin cycle, but now we're adding the ETF cycle and the hedge fund cycle to the mix. I don't Did think anything. Do you, 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 you think that's enough to, to, to,
2: to raise Bitcoin ten to the, I don't know who said ten hundred x whatever, but like just the ETF alone is 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 powerful enough to do that. No, no but the four-year it's year cycle a four-year. itself. Go ahead. Yeah, line. exactly.
5: What, what Scott was, I think, about to say is just the four-year cycle has had diminishing returns every four years, and I expect that to continue. Um, but the diminishing returns still outperform every single asset class around there, with the exception of if you want to go deeper and deeper down the the, I mean, the crypto risk cycle. Yeah, I mean, I, I,
2: mean, I just put $300 in a JITO pool and made 27 k in two weeks. Like, how are you going to convince, like, And I'm 30, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, how are you going to convince young kids, like,
5: not to do degenerate shit? That's what I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. I don't think think there's one or the other. Yeah, great timing. No one's trying to convince them. People learn about altcoins and Bitcoin by going through the cycle, either making a shitload of money, then becoming more risk adverse and wanting to get more conservative to preserve their wealth. Um, or by losing or by losing all their money, and then wanting to go into Bitcoin and learn a lesson, the the cycle has always taught people that, and and people are into this stuff. In the end, I think most people they they end up at risk off as they get wealthy, and that's when you end up in Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. You have to get wealthy for Bitcoin to even matter, and I think that no, that's that's not true. If you if you want to true. make money fast, then you definitely have to take higher risk but just simply buying bitcoin holding it every month has made people incredibly wealthy it's just not as fast you just got to <laughs> go through a whole cycle
2: like not a whole cycle no, i'm t- you know, i'm talking about like waitresses and waiters that are trying to invest in crypto like they yeah. they're not they're not making they're not making life-changing wealth by investing in hold, hold on hold yeah, on yeah they're so also so not going to drive
0: the price of bitcoin up. people
2: like we're talking about wanting to onboard the world right so it's like we, we got to think about that
5: no you're talking about speed so if if people want to take higher risk and get wealthier faster then yeah that's one methodology but it's also the methodology to blowing up all your wealth in tradfi They'll give if you can find an asset class that will produce ten percent returns consistently. Um, then that's enough if you're following a longer-term investment strategy to to reach your retirement goals. Now, if you've got an asset class that has generated one hundred and thirteen percent every year on average, um, then within a few years you can make intergenerational wealth just by following investment principles. Now, if you want to take a percentage of that and gamble that for a thousand percent returns then feel free to go and do that and you can risk manage it um it's just it's just like the rules don't change it's just literally do you want to invest in get rich quick or do you want to you know or do you want to do it another way and and get rich quick sometimes works and that's what crypto and altcoins is go ahead sam
3: Yeah, I I think this is an interesting conversation and I don't know, I would like to hear Toby's thoughts on this, but I've always thought of the ETF as a potential top of funnel where it could kind of get people interested in Bitcoin and then they invest a little bit, they get skin in the game. And then if you own money, if you have money invested in something, you start to learn about it. Perhaps people would then start to learn about Bitcoin's attributes that makes it special, like it's decentralization, censorship resistant and all that. And then they'll take self-custody. Once they kind of, Go further down the rabbit hole and that's what i hope for maybe i'm optimistic i just think you know fighting against wall street bitcoin adoption is a futile endeavor it was always going to happen and as a community we should accept it and focus on building tools that enhance people's ability to take self-custody preserve the right to to self-custody as well as preserve the network's decentralization so i don't know if toby you have thoughts about the top of funnel idea with an etf that kind of push people into self-custody eventually
7: (laughs) Well, I, I, I agree that it's going to get people more interested in Bitcoin. But the thing is, I don't trust BlackRock. I don't think you should either. I don't trust these banks. Oh we shouldn't God. trust these banks. And so with that said, what are the governments going to do to raise that barrier of entry? I know that the U.S., like, for instance, my wife and I, we, we renounced our U.S. citizenship in 2019 because we could see well, we could see what was happening in the U.S. and we wanted nothing to do with it.
5: I, uh, I want to trade with
7: transacting and I don't want to be stuck in Binance.us. So can you imagine what's going to happen in the future when people think right now, yes, it could be a really good idea for a, a spot Bitcoin ETF. But who knows what these banks have in store? You know, so, for instance, uh, somebody was talking about in 1933 when, you know, the U.S. so-called banned gold. Yes, I heard about that. And and people you know, turn in their gold pretty much, but you know, they can ban it all they want, but you can hold your seed phrase in your head and not a lot of people are going to be able to do that. Uh, you know, they're not probably not going to be able to learn it because <laughs> it's on a, it's, it's on a brokerage firm. You know what I mean? It's on a spot. It's a, it's on a, on something else they did. They're never going to hold self custody.
6: Philosophically. I think we're talking past phil- each other yeah. Yeah, ahead, philo- yeah. Philosophically. I think. 99 percent of the people on this space agree with toby but we're talking about the price of bitcoin now and over a longer term and so i come back to breadth and depth right there's a big difference between people that shop and spend time at gamestop and there's a big difference that people take up the back half of the apple store In the genius bar that's gotten dramatically larger over the past decade because 50 60 and 70 year olds have multiple apple products that's the that's the point we're at right now with bitcoin and bitcoin etfs instead of the genius bar being one little spot in the back of the apple store because there's few people coming in to engage with apple products we're now at a point where that will get bigger and bigger, and bigger, and bigger, because of the breadth and the depth of the Bitcoin message that's going to go across retail. It's just, it, it's going to happen. It, it, it's going to happen. So, so in terms of sell Bitcoin right now, no, no way. And by the way, across my feed, I say literally every day, buy Bitcoin in self-custody. Don't sell your Bitcoin to BlackRock buy Bitcoin in self-custody. So do that. But the reason why you do that is because the genius bar is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. 15 years ago, your grandparents didn't have a computer in their house, right? 15 years ago, they were still using a jitterbug as their phone because that Apple phone, that's, that's too weird. I don't know how to use it. That doesn't exist anymore, right? It's the same narrative right now over the next however many years with Bitcoin, and the reason why I spot Bitcoin ETFs are there—it's a good idea, right? So it's a good Andrew, idea.
7: can I ask you a question? Um, so what I'm getting this getting at this is, banks are the ones that are going to make mass adoption happen. Is that it?
6: No retail no. customers will make mass adoption happen because banks have access to lots of people, fifty plus that have a ton of money, a ton of money, and they have they will zero be dead allocation before this the is mainstream. I, they're going to. No, they dead before This is mainstream. I probably no, won't. No, they won't. Yes, yes, they will.
0: And by the way, Sam, I want to circle back to the point you made about the ETF being top of funnel. Um, a, hey, I, I agree with that. I think a small percentage of people who get into crypto through anything other than self-sovereignty and Bitcoin, there's very few people, I should say, who get it from the very beginning, right? There's very few people who the right. first Bitcoin they buy, they immediately move it to self-custody, they get multi-sig, and it's about like, you know, the, the use case of gold, the same reason that boomers bury gold in their backyard. I think that's very few people. I think the vast, vast, vast majority come in through some other... Avenue for me, I first bought Bitcoin in 2016 because I was a trader. And my DJ friends, the DJ at the time, told me I had to go to this thing called Bittrex and I had to buy the Ripples and I had to buy the Ethereums. You know, everything was plural back then because we were redacted. And (laughs) frankly, what got me eventually very interested in Bitcoin and self custody was trading Doge cycles, right? Doge before Doge became Doge. Right. And so I, I'm not going to say I'm proud of that. Or that's the way that I should have come in. But I was making a bunch of money trading Doge be, and be eventually be proud of that. Yeah. Either way. And, and, and if we're going to like, we can be a Bitcoin maxi about it and we can revise history and pretend that most people are coming in for the right reasons. Or we can admit that the bulk of people who've been onboarded into Bitcoin eventually, even if it's only one out of every hundred, have come because they bought NFTs or because they found out about Doge from Elon Musk. And yes, we lose 98, 99% of those people get, get flushed each cycle. But that 1% is still vastly more than the people who come directly in through Bitcoin. So what I think everything reasons? is a top of funnel.
2: I want to know what the right reasons are, like because that, that's a hard definition for me because people come to crypto, at least from my age, like my generation, I just turned 30. And people come to crypto for financial freedom, right? They don't really come to and, and like I understand I got Bitcoin filled before I came into crypto. That's I came in on the philosophy side of it. And then I started realizing people were coming to crypto because they're broke. And that's to be honest, that's the audience that is flooding into crypto and they're not really thinking about anything farther than like financial freedom and in, in whatever terms that means for them. So like, I don't, I think that we're going to keep saying that. And I don't, I don't, I don't think many people care about Bitcoin, except like, you know, the people in, in the
5: speakers right now. Yeah. Just want to work through the, the scenario, so let's just, let's just play it out from here. So let's say the Bitcoin ETF is approved. um, And then we enter into a Great Depression like 1933. um, And maybe the Bitcoin ETF through the cycle was their highest performing asset in a a decreasing stock market and a bond market that has a bank crisis. um, And uh, maybe the credit rating of the US government Uh, gets downgraded because it enters into geopolitical war and China becomes the next power. Let's say we're in that world. Then the Bitcoin ETF would probably be the highest performing asset in their portfolio. And then let's say the US government decides, I know what, let's ban Bitcoin. Okay, so they take everyone's Bitcoin ETF and they convert it into dollars or a CBDC and gives them a fixed rate for their Bitcoin, just like they did in 33 with gold. And so you end up with a bunch of Order. dollars in instead of your etf and then you go into um, other countries that are then allowing you to buy bitcoin with your dollars so you convert your dollars you find an arbitrage and then you go into self-custody so all roads lead to the same result in the end it's just a question of how you got there let's take um the other scenario you make a bunch of money out of shit coins and then you gamble and you don't get the risk management right. You get a, a thousand X or on one of your coins or you get the right NFT. Um, and then suddenly you realize that you're wealthy where you would never have had wealth before. At some stage you start to realize I want something a bit more stable. I don't want to put it into dollars. Dollars depreciates my wealth. So then you end up in Bitcoin. Um, and then if you you just go through the same cycle. So I think you're completely right. Educating people to try and get them sooner But the entire history of financial history says to people that they only learn that when they lose money or they only learn it under extreme circumstances. And then once you've learned it through experiential losing your money, you tend to realize. Now, wouldn't we ideally like everyone to get there in the first place? Well, that's been the last 15 years in Bitcoin's history. The next 15 years, they may need to lose it all in order to learn the lesson. I think it's going
2: to take a long time for people to learn that lesson.
5: Well, it just has to Um, be the way you learn it is by it happening. Yeah, Dave, go ahead. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's an
8: interesting generational divide. uh, And it's it's an interesting juxtaposition. So cash, you know, older people like cash, younger people don't. They want to just use their card. Uh, It's exactly the opposite with Bitcoin. Uh, because effectively, you know, it, any attempt to confiscate or say no cash in the United States is met with derision and it's generally considered politically a loser. And what what needs to happen is the education needs to be such that people in the United States need to understand that the same reasons that you want to hold on to and have, your own, have the ability to have cash is why you need to be able to self-custody your own Bitcoin. If you, if that, connection gets made and bitcoin the right for self-custody of bitcoin is maintained then eventually that education you guys are talking about will happen and the fact that we get to critical mass and that people buying it through brokerage accounts or whatever that's just a that's just a method right the key battle is to be able to hold on and be able to use cash to say i don't want the government to know that i paid fifty dollars to this guy and have them come after it and and just a whole brouhaha over six hundred dollars unless uh, you know, uh, Venmo's being reportable to the IRS, which kind of shows that there's still that spirit in the US. It's really important for that to be uh, the, the narrative because really we, we could all talk about this as much as we want. If the current state of law stays the way it is, then it's unarguable that a Bitcoin ETF as a method to help gain Bitcoin into the global consciousness to be credit, reach critical mass is good.
5: Without that, yeah, there's a real issue. Simon and Toby. Yeah, just wanted to add one more point as
2: well. I got to um, hey, so, jump, guys. Mario, uh, Scott, everyone, thanks for having me.
5: I, I got a meeting, you. but uh, thank you, guys. Godspeed, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Me. Cheers. Um, just one more part to the conversation is, is tax. So there was obviously a generation of people that self-custodied their Bitcoin, and are trying to figure out what to do to fix their tax mess. And they ended up in a bankruptcy or they ended up in an exchange. And now they're having all those transactions reported to the IRS and trying to figure out what to do with that. I'm not speaking to anyone, an individual, but there's a bunch of people that are in that situation. So once you enter into a new tax environment, self-custody, means that it may be tax inefficient. And so then you start managing, well, what if I could hold it in a tax-deferred Roth IRA and all those types of stuff? So then the ETF comes into the equation. And if there's a way of doing it within, you know, through self-custody and that type of thing, but tax really comes into the equation because the next decade, uh, the, the IRS and all the tax authorities around the world certainly know they're... Money that they'd love to collect, the higher the, the price of Bitcoin goes.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Dave, did you have a point? Uh, and Toby, I think you had your hand up, actually. Go ahead, Toby.
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do sound like the, the Debbie Downer, but I mean, I, I agree with pretty much everybody that this is going to be really, really good for the price. Really good. And prices do attract the masses but i just don't trust banks that's all i don't trust banks i don't trust blackrock they've gotten to what 11 billion dollars with assets under management for not not for being the nice guy you know what i mean so
6: 11 trillion
7: 11 sorry 11 trillion yes uh so you know and they pretty much own the sec you know what is it uh 685 to one or whatever uh, of uh, ETF approvals. So obviously they have a lot of power and I just don't trust them. So, I mean, as far as it's people funny. like, I, I think we are taking for granted right now, the ability after the, you know, the ability that these banks and custody people are like Coinbase or whatever, are going to allow people to get their own coins and be able to use it for however they want, especially With what I said about CBDCs, which may not come this year, but next year and the next year after that, they're coming. So, I mean, that's just one of my warnings.
0: Yeah, I think that that's valid. I think, think, uh, you know, sort of goes back to Sam making the best point to me, which is everything's a top of funnel. Then the onus becomes on all of us, I believe, uh, to do the education and drive people down the right road, right? And that's what we're doing here. So, Uh, knowing rationally that we're not going to bring in millions of people by screaming at them about self-custody. I think we need to capture the ones who get here for the quote-unquote wrong reasons and drive them in the right direction because they've already taken the first step. I mean that—that's really my opinion on it. So, Toby, I think we actually all agree in theory, right? Price will largely go up. None of us, I don't think, trust banks necessarily. So, we need to do whatever we can to bring everybody else uh, in uh, the right way. Uh, Mario, I think uh, go ahead, Simon. Then we're gonna wrap up, Simon. Give us some. Yeah, cool.
5: Words. I was just—I was just gonna say, everyone on here should certainly be listening to Toby. Everything Toby has said, <laughs> I completely agree with. Um, but I don't think people are on here to figure out how to buy an ETF. I think they're on here. Um, and and the, the purpose of these spaces is to educate people on the things that Toby is saying. But uh, the masses are going to come in through ETFs and then end up on this space. And then they need to listen to Toby and everything he says.
6: Totally agree. The, 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 the Toby's points, especially about banks, couldn't be more correct when Two and a half weeks ago, you know, Jamie Dimon is giving testimony at at Congress about how, you know, Bitcoin should be banned. They should just outlaw it. And then effectively, J.P. Morgan is the authorized participant on what will probably be the biggest Bitcoin spot, Bitcoin ETFs. Right. So, you know. uh, Kudos to Toby. And that's the message that that should be sent. Self custody should be the message that gets pounded and pounded and pounded by people that have been here for a long time and know the right way to do it. But at the same time, there is a reality. And that reality is, is that these products, the messaging about these products, the breadth to which it's going to fan out over traditional finance over the course of, you know, the next several months, it's an opportunity is what it is. Man, we're we going to be running
0: Bitcoin commercials, guys. Huge yeah. companies are going to be spending millions of dollars running commercials, which mm-hmm. they are right now, that are just specifically for Bitcoin. The job mm-hmm. then becomes on those of us to understand it, to you know, get people past the finish line and do it the right way. Yeah. I think that's all we got for you guys today. I think we're going to be talking to CTF and uh, to death until we actually start seeing these approvals over the next few days. Um, so thank you, everyone. We're really... Super excited to be back. uh, 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow and every other weekday. Thank you, guys. Uh, See you all.